0: Welcome to the Down Under Diaries, a podcast for the keen traveller or mover. Joined by me, Rosa, a teeny tiny Brit living here in Melbourne. Together on this podcast, we will chat about what life is like abroad, past challenges I faced and how you can overcome them, but also present struggles I'm currently dealing with and what we can do together to feel safe and excited about our journeys ahead. Like a diary. Opportunities and difficulties unfold for me on a daily basis. So join me in figuring them out. Do you know what is crazy? Is that you can get ill and then have like the residual illness for such a long time? That is me right now. I've had this like residual cough for about three weeks, but a month ago I was actually ill, ill. And it's just still not gone away. I think it was COVID, but I don't think it was COVID because I tested and it came back negative. But at the same time, it's very—it's oh, it's a—it's a COVID dupe. Like it's definitely something similar, but nonetheless, somehow I am still alive. Somehow I am still going, even though it's just not going away. Like this happened this time last year as well in the autumn time in Melbourne got very ill, I think three times over in the space of two months, all different illnesses, all very intense. This time this year, here we are again, but this time it's just one long one. Like, why well, can I take a break? But aside from that, I'm feeling super positive today, and I guess there's a sense of celebration in the air that is needed in the wardrobe because This is the last episode of season one. We are finishing this off and don't worry, just like I said last week, I will not be going anywhere. I'm just taking a few moments, I guess, to cherish and celebrate what I've done so far as the mini baby project. But also plan out for you what season two is going to look like and I'll be right back at it because I can't get away from it. This is addicting. This is fun. And I enjoy doing these episodes for you. It's just giving me an extra little... Sense of joy being here in Australia and Melbourne, and I just can't stop doing it. So I'm just going to keep going. Thank you so much again for always listening. Today's going to be a fun one. My mum said, Do you know what? You should probably finish the podcast off with a really enjoyable one to listen to, and I hope this is enjoyable for you. In this episode, I am taking you back with me to one of my recent holidays. That is. So, um, we're just about to land into the The girl Coast. coast. That was myself and Tuesday, my friend, landing into the girl coast. And she couldn't help herself applauding the pilots and yeah i was getting really into the holiday i was documenting as much as i could i've made a few reels and tiktoks recently over on my instagram and over on my tiktok page you're welcome to go and check them out they were just highlighting i guess specific destinations we went to, very popular destinations for a lot of Aussies and travellers in general. And this episode is not really gonna focus on that aspect. I really want to tell you about the five things I learnt about being in Gold Coast. Because if you are about to fly into Queensland, or you maybe are taking a holiday up north from a southern city, then this is perfect prep for you. So you are ready to go and you are going to be water safe, animal safe and human safe. That will all make sense at the end of the episode for sure. So just like last week, strap on in because we are going to take a flight right up to tropical Queensland. Welcome to... The Have you ever wanted to go out into the sea with your friends, you start jumping over the waves, you go a little bit deeper and then you can't touch the bottom floor. Then as you're trying to swim around, have a nice time, you feel as if you're swimming but you're not going anywhere. You actually feel like you're going the complete opposite direction to the way that you want to go, which is sometimes back into shore. The waves aren't taking you anywhere and you feel a bit stuck. Welcome to Riptides. Number one of what I learned in Gold Coast is do not swim where there is no lifeguards and don't swim where there are riptides. So for this, I'm going to tell you how to spot a riptide, if you're in one, how to get out of one and how to avoid them altogether lifeguards, locals to the local water and Aussies in general will definitely agree with me that when us travellers come on over we feel invincible, we want to enjoy the blue ocean, how warm it is at every time of the day but then we're also the ones that need to hail down a lifeguard. But more seriously is that because we don't understand the water, we do get ourselves into very dangerous situations. And this isn't meant to scare you, but this is meant to just highlight the fact that this is important information for you to take in. In fact, so serious that in 2022, the Royal Life Saving National Drowning Report highlighted 339 people who lost their lives due to drowning in Australian waterways. This is no joke. In Queensland, in Victoria, in any other state, the Australian waters here are particularly dangerous and you need to have your wits about you. And a very common way that these people are drowning is because they get caught in a riptide. They panic, and then they don't know how to swim back to shore or help themselves. So let's cover riptides. What are they? What do they look like? And how can you avoid them? So a riptide is basically a current of water that flows away from the beach so if you imagine the waves rolling in towards the shore onto the sand a riptide flows away from the shoreline rips can be quite close together and they can be very close to the shoreline as well they can measure anywhere between 25 to 40 meters in length it kind of depends on the beach it depends on the current A really good way to describe it is from a website that I found, and I'll put the link of this into the description below, but this follows. When waves travel from deep to shallow water, they break near the shoreline and generate current. A rip current forms when a narrow, fast-moving section of water travels in an offshore direction. Rip current speeds are as high as eight feet per second, That's faster than an Olympic swimmer can sprint. This makes rip currents especially dangerous to beachgoers as these currents can sweep even the strongest swimmer out to sea. So if you imagine right now in your head that you've got a collection of waves rolling towards the shoreline, if you see a break in the waves, I'm talking horizontally rather than coming towards the shoreline, if you see a tunnel of water that isn't breaking into wave and it's just this little long tunnel that just goes out and then past that is another collection of waves, then you know that that is most likely a riptide. Sometimes this can also be spotted if you see like a collection of waves that are rolling in at a diagonal because then you know that there is some sort of tunnel and pressure that is not causing these waves to come in at a flat angle and they're coming in at a diagonal. Then you know ah, that might be a place where there is a riptide just a little bit further out into the sea. And again, not that I need to particularly highlight why this is dangerous. You can kind of understand why. If you get caught up in a riptide, if the current is a lot stronger than you trying to swim in, then you'll just be pulled out into the ocean. That's where people start to panic because they don't know what to do. They feel as if they are just constantly going to be pulled out into the middle of the sea and they're never going to get back to shore. Panic is the start of all of this. And this is how you can get yourself out of a situation if you are caught in a riptide. So let's pretend for a second that you get caught in a riptide. What do you do? Well, first things first, don't panic. The rip current isn't going to take you that far out into the ocean. It will slow down. It's just a natural current. It's just a natural cycle. So as soon as you are know that you are being pulled out, take a moment. If you need to maybe release some fatigue, if you've been trying to swim and you're panicking in that, lay your limbs out nice and wide and lie flat on the ocean. Just take a moment to breathe, catch your breath, lie up towards the sky, meditate if you need to. Then when you're ready to, if you can see lifeguards on the shoreline, you hold one hand up nice and high and they'll come out and they'll come and get you back into the shore. If you are unfortunate that you haven't got lifeguards on the area or they don't see you, maybe there's no other surfers nearby that see you as well. Now you need to get yourself into the shoreline. Well, how do you do this? Don't swim directly back into the shore from where you are because you are still in the rip current. It's going to keep taking you back out. You'll just waste your energy. So swim sideways. Swim either left to right. Find the area where you get out of the rip, the tunnel. So the waves can naturally draw the momentum of you back into the shore. So you are going with the current rather than against it. But again, like I said, if you start to get really tired or you start panicking and you feel as if this is getting very dangerous, if there are surfers nearby, wave them down, shout help, raise your hand up nice and high if there are lifeguards and they will come and help you. But let's just try and avoid that situation in the first place. So how can you spot the riptides and how can you avoid getting in that situation altogether? First things first, don't swim where there are no lifeguards. I'm gonna say that again don't swim where there are no lifeguards. I know we want to romanticize this idea that we can film ourselves running into the sea or being in the ocean where there's no one about and it makes for the perfect videos for your friends back at home and it looks super aesthetically pleasing. It's not going to be aesthetically pleasing when you get caught in a riptide and you're filming yourself drowning. Nope, does not look pleasing whatsoever. The lifeguards know the ocean, the lifeguards know where the riptides are, and lifeguards will put the flags out and watch a particular area to make sure that you are safe. They do this for a reason, to stop drownings, and it will be people like you that want to go in and just enjoy the ocean, and wherever you go, you're just going to take a quick dip. Yeah, but if you get caught in a rip current, that's it. You don't know the sea here. You are foreign to the ocean. Allow yourself to be foreign to the ocean and just follow instructions from other people around you, even if there are surfers. Australians and local swimmers know the ocean, so they're probably gonna be fine, but don't join them. But also don't try to save someone. Don't try and be a lifesaver. Don't try and be a lifeguard if you're not one. The reason being is that when you swim out into the ocean to go and save someone from a rip current is that usually the first person has now finished being pulled out to sea. They'll start swimming anyway. They'll start swimming to the side and they might start pulling themselves back into the coastline. So you're actually solving nothing by going out there and trying to save them. You'll put yourself in the situation of drowning and this is actually a common way that drownings occur is that the person that initially got stuck has now been able to rescue themselves back into the coast into the shoreline and the second person trying to be that lifesaver doesn't actually know that they are about to get caught in a really strong rip current they start panicking can't see the person that's how they go down And that's it. Don't swim where there are no lifeguards. If you get pulled out into a rip current, don't panic. Swim sideways and use the momentum of the waves to bring you back into the shore. I love how I said at the start of this, oh, this is gonna be a really enjoyable episode to finish. That was a very serious conversation we just had together. (laughs) Look, it's an important conversation and I'm very glad I've just had it with you. Okay, the next big thing, once again, relating to the sea, relating to riptides as well. Don't swim if there is no one in the sea. And don't swim at around dusk or dawn, especially if there is no one in the sea. Reason being is one evening we went down to Surface Paradise Beach. It was already dark. The stars were out, but you had the lights from the city lighting up the beach and it felt like a scene out of a movie, right? Like you're going to get skinny dipping and it's going to be your like main character moment. So I was very tempted to run on into the sea. However, I did speak a little bit about shark activity. We got one of the leaflets when we left the airport and we're kind of learning about the way that sharks come out (laughs) along queensland because they're not really prominent in melbourne but in queensland you have to be so much more careful so basically they tell you that you're not allowed to go in the sea at dusk and dawn because that's when they're quite active but a lot of locals like a lot of my friends from melbourne who have come from queensland just say like That's not really true and you kind of can just go in the sea like you just have to be careful but even still as a british person i am scared of sharks so obviously i'm going to try and avoid the dangerous spots as much as possible with that being said we're about to just dip our feet into the ocean and i'm kind of scared shark activity is wildly known to be very common when the sun is rising and then when the sun is setting that is explained by one article as local fish populations will do a changeover so from during the day the active fish that like to feed during the day will change over and the nocturnal fish will come out at dusk and then they'll do that switch so anytime there is a switchover period you're most likely to see a lot more species of shark be around because of course they are gonna feed with more fish being around you do not want to be a part of their feeding process do you no so whilst you have this main character moment of running in the sea without a bra on yeah and get your tits out it's probably not a good idea if you want to live to see your future there are sharks about just be careful please and just an added point If you're going in the sea but you can't see the water very well, if it's very cloudy, very dirty, that includes rivers, that includes trenches, don't swim. Just don't swim. Don't do it. Please, 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 please don't do it because you cannot see the water. So you have no idea what you're about to put your foot in. That could be anything from a jellyfish to a crocodile to a shark. Australia is no joke and I would much rather you be safe here. So from going not to hundred, we are done with all the deadly scary stuff. We can now relax. <sighs> Take a moment and enjoy some of the fun things that I learned being in Gold Coast. And this is one of them. Number three, what I learned in Gold Coast is that some of the beaches here are very squeaky. Let me show you an example. Listen to this. <laughs> Why does the sound make that noise? The reason why the sand might make that squeaky sound is according to Clean Island there is quartz in the sand and the quartz itself is very round when you observe this in a microscope so it's very smooth and when each particle comes together it will compress together and that compression causes a frequency that our ears can detect. And that's why it makes that really high-pitched squeak sound. And it also said on the website, imagine what this sounds like to a dog. I totally agree. That must be so overwhelming, an entire beach. So if you find yourself in beaches in Queensland, particularly places like Sunshine Coast, maybe in Byron Bay, you will find that it has a nice little squeak sound whenever you move. It's just an enjoyable thing to learn, really. Number four about being in the Gold Coast that I learned in particular is, I guess I don't want to go back to any dangerous things, but if you are alone, just stay well connected with people around Surfers Paradise, stay where it is bright lit, especially if you're out at night, or just stay with your friends Because Surfers Paradise has been named a notoriously dodgy area, it's very much a place where people love to party, people love to go out drinking most nights. We maybe had one quiet night on, I think, Sunday and monday yeah sunday night to monday that was really the only night where people weren't active and then every other evening it was super busy there was lots of people about lots of people drinking as well so if you're a bit nervous about being around drinkers if you are sober or coming back from a tour maybe just have your wits about you be careful stay around people that you trust and be careful one night in surfers paradise we went out for i'm not joking 15 minutes a whole very sober very weird 15 minutes we were coming back from walking along the beach this was the same evening that we were talking about the sharks and there was these people outside that were just trying to stamp and get as many people into their club as possible they were like come into our club come into our club and we were like oh do you know what like we're here Let's just go and see what a club in Surface Paradise looks like. Anyway, we get stamped, we go on in for free, and I hated everything about it. It was sweaty, it was hot, the music was shit, and it wasn't very full either, but also it was just, yeah, just not a vibe. Anyway, this happened after being in that club for 15 minutes. No, a guy just came up and just grabbed my wrist he was sweaty as fuck and he like he tried he was like trying to grab like he was like and like pulling and i was like bro what the fuck are you doing i i just stood like this like bro what are you doing and i was like Uh, get off i was like get the fuck off and i'm not gonna open this can of worms in this episode it's not the place for it but just so you know you know as women it happens quite often more so than what we want it to and it's constantly something we have to deal with and it's annoying, it's frustrating, hence why you heard me being just really annoyed and angry in this after 15 minutes of being in a club. So all I can say on this and this is as far as I'm going to go with it today, be careful, stay around your friends, message each other when you're home safe, message each other when you're not around or when someone's gone to the bar. Be careful, Please, 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 And last but not least, we are ending on a more positive one, but I guess a controversial one as well in certain cases. And this is definitely true to the motivated content creators among us. And that is learn to balance recording everything for Reels and TikToks and everything else that you want with moments where you can truly be in the moment without needing to video it or to photograph it. The reason being is that Whenever I've gone to record things for Reels and TikToks obviously it's something that us as content creators love to do because it means that we're going to boost our abilities to go viral, we get to make videos that people love and we get to reminisce on those edited videos as well and just watch them back and remember how wonderful our holiday was but at the same time Everybody else gets to see what you saw. And sometimes you can be a bit more selfish with your journey. Sometimes you can sit down and watch a sunset and you don't need to photograph it. Take in that sunset. It's you and you only. You get to have that in your thoughts for the rest of your life. And you get to own that moment in time away from everybody else. It kind of brings a sense of present moment to your travels. Rather than feeling as if everybody else has to be there with you. With that being said, I think it's really cute and I think it's really wholesome when you get to share those moments with other people, especially if they are in situations where maybe they don't get to be in a position like you are and you're simply sharing how grateful you are to be seeing it with your bare eyes and you just want to show it to the world as well. There is specialty in both situations. Just learn to balance them for your specific reasons and for the way you want to travel wow did you did you just hear that I just spat bars that is absolute facts mate absolute facts I'm overwhelmed with how wonderful that just came out of my mouth you know sometimes I really there is nothing you cannot do Rosa like you're just so like that's pure talent right there like oh my god anyway Obviously, when we do record, sometimes it brings some super funny moments into our memories and all you want to do is share them. And this is just some of mine from Gold Coast. I kind of want my bed, I kind of want a cup of tea in my pyjamas, but here we are. We're about oh, to man, just, um, you you going, we're mate? just going to get in someone's photo, we don't know, we don't know. Let's go. <laughs> we're, just, we're just getting in a photo, we don't know who these yeah. people are. Woo! A plane! Right next to the sea! That's a virgin plane. It's never flown before. (laughs) That's the funniest thing I think I've ever said in my life. Okay, so um where are we going? I don't know where we're going, but it's like 8.30-ish at night and we're off to see some glowworms in a glowworm cave. I'm terrified. Ah. Oh, no, it's no that was my so sandal. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> what is what, what, what is that? Oh, oh is a leaf. <laughs> That's it from me. Thank you so much for listening to The Down Under Diaries, listening to season 1. I can believe it. This is awesome and I'm so excited to bring you season 2. And if you want to hear anything from me, if you want specific topics to be spoken about, you know where to go to. Head on over to the website, head on over to Instagram, DM me down under Diaries podcast and let me know how your journey is going or what you would like to talk about. Ask me questions or just stay in touch because I would love to be a part of your journey as a friend. And that is season one wrapped. I will see you very soon in season two. And if you want to know when that starts to come out, then head on over to Instagram and pass me a follow down under Diaries Podcast and I will be keeping you up to date so you will know when the next episode comes out. I'll see you very, very soon. Good day mate. I will see you later. Bye! <laughs>